Welcome to the Positive Vibe Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bonick, and episode six, PV Nation, we got a very special guest for you. This guy means everything to me. He's an absolute legend. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Bonick, my brother. AJ, want to say what up to PV Nation? Hey, what's up, PV Nation? How we doing? Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on and, you know, sharing your story, opening up a little bit. Uh, I know this is not the easiest stuff to talk about, so anyone out there, um, you know, if the topic of suicide or suicide prevention or anything like that. Um, if that's something that's a trigger for you, uh, this isn't going to be an episode you want to listen to. With that being said, AJ, thanks for coming on. Take me through a little bit of your mental health journey in the sense of when you first kind of, you know, realized you needed to maybe get some help or things were a little different for you. Uh, I would say middle school age, uh, if I can remember correctly, would definitely be, uh, when I started to struggle with it the most, I know uh, in elementary school, I definitely saw you battle a lot with OCD battle uh, and, you know, through my own eyes. Um, but I didn't start struggling with it until probably six, sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when it, I've been struggling with it ever since, to be honest. So Right. So was it mom? Was it dad? Because obviously we haven't talked about these details. It was so long ago. You know, was it mom, dad who first noticed? Uh, it was definitely mom who took the, took the time uh, to take me to like different counselors and then eventually uh, therapists and like different, you know, people to talk it out. And then eventually the psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Was, do you remember the first, like the age you were first uh, medicine was a part of it? I was 16 okay. when I started going to the psychiatrist. So let's talk about, you know, 2012, um, you know, you try to take your own life. Uh, that was obviously a day that I'll never forget. And, you know, a day that, you know, we talk about often, um, just about how far you've come since that time. But if you could, I know this isn't easy, but, you know, open up a little bit and take us through that day. Right. Definitely not the easiest to talk about, but, uh, yeah, uh, 17 years old and senior in high school, uh, a couple days after, uh, our football season ended, so at that time I was definitely a little feeling a little lonely, and uh, I was at school. I know um, I kind of knew that day was a little. I even texted my mom. I feel, I don't feel like you know being here. Like I, it was the first time I ever had like the su- suicidal ideation, mm-hmm. and uh, you know suicidal thoughts for sure. And um, mom said, you know, do you need me to come get you? And uh, I said, no, I I'll be fine because in the back of my head I knew my plan and. Uh, it involved, um, I left after lunch, about a period after lunch, which was early. So I left school early and, uh, I texted, unfortunately, I didn't even, wasn't thinking at the time, obviously. So I didn't really leave a note or anything, but I just texted mom, I love you. And she knew something was up. And then, uh, you know, I hopped, I left school, obviously hopped in the car and, um, my plan at the time, um, uh, let me think here. You're good. Yeah. So at the time, I was down on this street called, you know, Quarry Street, if anyone's familiar with, like, the uh, Mock Chunk area. And, um, yeah, in Pennsylvania, right there in, like, you know, Copley, Whitehall area. Uh, Ormrod, too, if you know, parking guy. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I decided to, there was this a brick building there kind of on the corner edge where it kind of like almost comes right up to uh the street and i'm at my time i uh 
I thought I was going to drive um, my car right into it. And uh, I initially passed it. I was going really fast. And I actually, I you know, I kind of had second thoughts at first. And uh, uh, I passed it. And then I, I noticed there was some tree area. But uh, I passed that as well. And uh, I kept going, turned around. Did a U-turn, went back to the to the area where the brick was at, and so I did another U-turn. So I went another fast at the U-turn, slowed down to go around the, the bend. So I I didn't end up going into the brick, but then there was these three trees um, that I completely ripped off my front right, you know, the passenger side axle completely off the car on the front two, uh, off these two two to three trees. So um, flipped the car. Uh, like I said, I ripped the axle right off the uh, the car and uh, did a couple flips. And I, you know, with the, luckily, thank God, I was able to, you know, um, you know, barely a scratch. I have a little burn on my back from when I was laying on the um, the the roof, like lamp, the lamp of the, uh, you know, of the car where the lamp was on. Uh, so. Oh, I burnt my back. Other than that, I was no no damage, which is uh, which is me. wild. Which is absolutely wild, yeah. Because I didn't have a, I obviously wasn't wearing a seatbelt, and I was going ridiculously fast. Um, yeah, yeah and I just luckily, thank God, I didn't go. The doctor said if I would have been like you know anywhere from like two feet over to the right. I would have absolutely, I would have centered up the tree and not just hit it on the passenger side. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I might not be here today, but, but thankfully I'm, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that was my first and only suicide attempt, but, um, that's definitely means I, uh, definitely doesn't, not the last of ideations. So for right. sure have suicidal thoughts. Um, dude, and so. I just, you know, just seeing like you know people are just hearing the audio in this but i'm i'm watching the video i'm seeing aj directly and just seeing how i felt you just relive that whole moment you know what i mean and um just seeing how hard it was for you to talk about it you know obviously uh so tough and you know i'm so proud of you how far you've come but you know the feeling that you didn't feel like you could ask for help or get help, you know, that breaks my heart. And I was at the time down in Tallahassee, uh, at Tallahassee community college. And I remember getting the call that AJ got in a car accident. And all we knew at the time was, was it was, it was a car accident. There was no other information. And then I believe it was a few days later that, you know, it came out, you talked to the doctors and mom or whatever that, you know, it was a suicide attempt. And, um, you know, I just remember that time and it was definitely during a time, this is back in 2012 when mental health and stuff like that wasn't really talked about on the public stage like that. Um, but you and I struggled our whole lives dealing with what we dealt with. And I just remember how hard that day was, but just wanting to be there with you and be there for you. Um, but I just appreciate you. You know, we've talked about sharing this story for a long time now, and it really was about when AJ was ready. And, you know, yesterday I was talking to him and we're like, hey, who should we have as a guest on the podcast? And he said, you know, me, I'm ready to do it. And, you know, uh, I believe that this episode can help a lot of people. 
uh, help a lot of people know that they're not alone and know that it is okay to ask for help. Um, so this ultimately leads to your first trip to the mental hospital. You know, what do you remember about that experience? That experience, um, I remember, luckily it was, uh, <laughs> I was 17, so I was at the psychiatric ward, like the child, like the, uh, as young, like, I was the oldest one because I was 17, but there was, you know, I was seeing and hearing stories of patients that are in there that are 10, 11, 12, because mm-hmm. it's, it's everybody is in there under 18, but everybody struggles, you know, every, everyone's got a story like you always said, Matt. And, uh, that's, that's the one time where I, I felt like, you know, it, I, that wasn't the first, I've been in a mental, mental hospital since then, but that wasn't the first time I really opened up. Cause obviously you, you know, Matt, um, trauma, obviously I, I didn't even open up mm-hmm. at that point. So I kind of lied myself out of that mental hospital my first time through and didn't really learn anything, to be honest. Mm. Um, you know, did, uh, met some great people, but, um, you know, I, I still struggled every day after that. You know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, it was all fixed. It was over after that, right. after just leaving the mental hospital, you know, so it was three separate trips to the mental hospital, um, Take us through, what's the biggest thing that, that you take away from people that are listening? You know, there's so many scary stories of the mental hospital, whether, you know, mm-hmm. I share my story or I know your experiences. That's kind of sad. You know, it's like people need help and sometimes probably don't feel like they could ask for help because of the environment or they're nervous or scared or don't want to be in that situation. Absolutely. And I know there, there was two times when you know, obviously the first time after the accident, you didn't have a choice. You were going into the hospital, but the other two times, you know, cops had to actually come to the house and, and take you, um, against your will. Uh, so what is, you know, what can you take away from those experiences as far as like what, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, what can you take away from those experiences Mm -hmm. that you think can help others to, to, you know, not feel like they can't ask for help? I would say absolutely don't let it get uh, to the point of a plan, of a suicide plan or attempt or writing a note like that. Don't let it even get that far because if, you know, you've already, if you're at that part, you, you need to ask for help. And uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. I was, I've been afraid to ask for help in the past and uh, it's what's set me back in life. I feel like hmm. um, trying to just bottle all this stuff in um, instead of just opening up. I have a great support system with my family, my, my parents, and my, you obviously are a, a big supporter of me, Matt, and a, a big rock in my uh, foundation. And of course, my younger sister, Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say uh, don't, don't let it get that far and don't be afraid to ask for help because I'm sure you're probably the only one that's actually judging yourselves like that. So don't, you know, don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to go through that 2018, you know, the most, the recent uh, experience that was so tough because the other times I wasn't in Pennsylvania, I was down playing and other things. This was the first time I was really seeing it firsthand, how bad you were struggling. And I remember it got to a point where it was so scary because obviously for anyone, you know, listening, that doesn't know how my brother looks or anything like that. He's, you know, six foot two, six, three, big guy. Um, strong, big dude. And, 
when you're, you know, bipolar with no medication and you're going through these manic episodes, it's a very fucking scary situation for everyone involved. And it was, you know, damaging parts of the house, this and that. It was getting to a point where, you know, it was very scary. And at the time, my grandma was living with us and she's never experienced this before. So this was all brand new to her and she didn't know what, like what was going on at all. And I remember taking, it got to a point where it felt like you were, and just to kind of open up a little about how it was, like there was times when AJ would try to explain something to me and show me something and it made no sense at all, but it made perfect sense to AJ in that moment. And if, when I would try to say, I don't understand that it got to a point where I was just like, yeah, yeah. Like I would go on with it. But a couple of times when I was like, I don't know what you're saying, you would freak out and get so mad. And it, it got to a point where I was genuinely scared. And, um, I remember taking grandma, it, it was one of those nights where it was really bad and I took grandma to the movies and I remember being in the movie theater and kind of checking my phone, like, just cause I was panicked. And I remember going to red Robin after the movies with, with Gma and getting a text from mom or dad saying that, you know, cops did come and you were taken and you're, you're in the mental hospital. And I just remember how relieved we were to know that you were finally going to get help. It was such a tough time and you know i'm seeing you right now you know get emotional this is this is fucking hard to talk about um but that was a time when we finally like it almost was a sense of we knew you were in for a battle still but it was so hard to see you struggle like that without being able to help you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely uh but You've come a long uh, way, help. bro. You come yeah, a long came way. Yeah, a long way. So, got the medication like you as well. I got the proper diagnosis. Uh, they actually, um, I was in the ER. The, the cops took me to the emergency room, um, and uh, I was in there from Friday night to I eventually was transferred Sunday night. So two, you know, forty-eight hours, Friday night to Sunday night. Um, I just remember kind of being sedated a little bit, uh, sleeping, and then I <clears throat> was transported to a mental hospital uh, in Philadelphia, and uh, I just remember it being wild because uh, a lot of people were in the same situation with the cops and that kind of stuff being called, and they weren't as willing as I was to go and get help, so mm-hmm. uh, it was some pretty, some pretty scary stories in there and some some hectic time, but, uh, I got the help I needed. I finally was put on the right proper medication and, um, come a long way, but doesn't mean I'm, I don't struggle every day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you finally got on the right medication, you know, when did you kind of know, or you start to feel a little better? Um, I would say when I, uh, we could finally start to hold down a job, I guess. Cause mm-hmm. that was like security, security and, you know, the Sam Adams job at the brewery, uh, being able to hold down that job for over, you know, like 16 months, I think before joining PB, obviously in 2020. Uh, cause prior to that, uh, it was just struggling to get, you know, struggled to get to work every day and, mm-hmm. you know, hold down jobs and that kind of stuff. So, um, but up until I would say probably, you know, late 2019, I guess, was when I would got say I was on the proper medication. And uh, it's 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 great to be on the proper medication. So never give up. Yeah. Amen, bro. Never give up. That's that's the 
the whole, you know, mantra of this episode, you know, never give up. And getting on the right medication is such an important thing. And the sad part about it is there's not just one medication that works for everyone. You know, you wish there was a magic pill. Okay, this is the pill for bipolar. This is the pill for OCD. This is the pill. You know, it goes like that. Anxiety, depression, everything. Um, but unfortunately, the way we're all wired, what works for you might not work for me. You know, we're, we both are diagnosed with bipolar and we're both on completely different medications. You know what I mean? Think about right. that. Um, but that was such a blessing in our lives to be in a situation where we are, we are on the right medication. Um, that's, you know, that's everything. And, you know, AJ, just to be you know real with you, you know, you mean, you mean everything to me, bro. And, um, seeing you get emotional and talk about this and obviously feeling those emotions, it's not, this is not easy to talk about, but you know, we talked about it earlier, you know, if it could help one person not feel alone or encourage one person to ask for help, then, you know, it was worth it. And just the biggest thing I think about when we talk, cause we communicate every single day. I mean, if, if it's not over the phone, it's on FaceTime. If it's not, it's just all the time. Um, so I feel like we are together, you know what I mean? From the minute mm-hmm. we wake up, encouraging each other and text in the morning all the way to night. Um, That's true. you know, your, our relationship means everything to me. And I just, Likewise, brother. I just wanted you to know how much I love you and how much, um, how thankful I am that you, you finally were able to get help. Appreciate that. Cause you, you mean the world to me. And, uh, I'm also glad to see you on the proper medication and you flourishing. So, uh, I love you, brother, and uh, obviously I'm glad to see you back doing this, doing your thing, and doing the podcast again. And I'm honored to be in the sixth guest and on the episode or on the hey, show. You know, I appreciate that, man. And you know, let's let's take a little pivot here. Um, you did distribution for PV uh, in 2020, and obviously when we were living in PA together, you helped all the time with it. It just wasn't officially, you know, distribution manager, but you actually mm-hmm. came down in 2020 and uh, I was able to pay you and that was your full-time gig. Um, for a lot of people out there that are listening that have gotten PV uh, packages over the years there, I've never sent a package one time without a handwritten note inside of it uh, from 2015 to today. And a lot of those notes were AJ writing, you know, obviously it was either signed Matt or AJ. So whoever was filling the packages that day, that's what you got. But you signed a lot of notes, AJ, and you mm-hmm. made a huge impact in that game. You know what I mean? Uh, what was your biggest takeaway as far as when you, when you were able to work with PV and just kind of interact with PV nation? Uh, PV nation is great. And I just, uh, my biggest takeaway, uh, I remember one time in probably 2015 and the 20s, I guess early, early 2016 at one point, you know, just saying, uh, telling me, Matt, like you never know who's on the receiving end of these packages. And so package them with care, write a note in there uh, as if, you know, because I would like a note, you know, handwritten note in any package I received to the mail. So, you know, just you never know because you could be brightening up someone's day. Mm-hmm. And I took that to heart, obviously. So, um, you know, I, I love PV Nation, never had a bad experience with them, whether like, you know, doing the customer service emails or, you know, doing anything like that. You know, they're, they're always there to support. They're always there. And, uh, if you ever need, need, uh, to reach out to someone, they're always there. PV nation's got your back. Mm. Amen, bro. That's a, that's the truth. All right, AJ. Well, you know, we're going to wrap this episode up. I appreciate this so much. Um, 
like we said, we've talked about doing this for years now as far as opening up and sharing your story. And there was a lot of times when our family was struggling and I'd post for encouragement of PV, but I couldn't open up and tell them what I was going through. So I would just say like a member of our family and obviously never saying anything about a suicide attempt. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, yesterday you felt that it was the right time. And, you know, it was today was that moment. And seeing how hard it was for you, seeing, you know, reliving that day and stuff like that, I really want you to reflect on the fact of how far you've come. You know, you're killing it now. And I know every day is not easy for you. Every day is a struggle still in some senses. But Mm -hmm. you have to look at the progress and how far you've come and the impact you've made in a lot of people's lives, you know, way more than you know. Right. I appreciate that. For sure, bro. All right. So we end every episode with this last question. You know, here we go. If you have one piece of advice for PV Nation, what would it be? Well, PV Nation, I, I tell I tell Matt this all the time. Uh, and I get it, obviously, from Joel Embiid. I say trust the process. You know, that's, that's one thing I take to heart since, you know, 2016, 17, since that's been a thing. You know, you know, even earlier, you know, I've been trusting the process ever since – Ever since I can remember hearing that, it was like, okay, that, that kind of stuck with me. Trust the process. Every day is a process. Whole life's a process. Just never give up. Always try to strive for, not for greatness, but for progress. Mm. And uh, never give up. Reach, get get help when you need it. And uh, try to build a big uh, support group that uh, you can rely on in hard times. Wow. That was amazing, bro. I appreciate that so much. And I fucking love you, man. For real, real, bro. (laughs) Yeah, man. I love you, bro. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for joining the show. And PV Nation, I hope you no doubt, bro. I hope you enjoyed this episode, PV Nation. Uh this was uh definitely a special one. And uh if anyone you know out there struggling or feeling alone, you know, reach out and be a lending a helping hand, encourage them, maybe just shoot them a text in the morning, uh at night, whenever. Just check in on them and, and just see how they're doing. Uh I love you, PV Nation. You know, we love you, PV Nation, and uh, have a great week.